It's your day in tech history, and it's brought to you by our friends over at Carbonite, where you can get a 15-day free trial by going over to geekazine.com forward slash carbon free. Jeffrey Powers here. I welcome you to the Day in Tech History, a full rundown of technology history seven days a week. Subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, or download right from dayintechhistory.com. Now let's find out what happened on this day, your day in tech history. January 7th, 1954. It's called the Georgetown IBM Experiment, and it was the first public demonstration of a machine translation system. It was held at the head office of IBM in New York. More than 60 Russian sentences were translated automatically into English using the IBM 701 mainframe computer programmed with a simple vocabulary of 250 words and six grammatical rules. 1963, the sketchpad for the TXO uh, was introduced by the by Ivan Sutherland, and uh, it was one of the earliest applications of the TXO as part of his PH, PhD thesis at Massachusetts Institute of Technology. 1970, the IBM 1970, the IBM Data Processing Division announces the IBM Tariff Publishing System and the Traffic po- Profile Analysis System. They were two logistical programs for shipment coordination. 1982 at CES, Commodore introduces the Commodore 64 computer. It featured the 6510 processor, 64 kilobytes of RAM, 20 kilobytes of ROM, Microsoft Basic, and 16 color graphics for anywhere from $149 to $600. Also at CES, Texas Instruments releases the peripheral expansion box uh, for the TI-994A home computer. The P-Box represents a significant improvement over the TI-994 peripherals, and it is uh, pretty much high-priced, $1,474. 1984, back at CES, Commodore International introduces the Commodore 264. Um, It was codenamed TED and featured a 7501 microprocessor with 64 kilobytes of RAM. Along with the 264, they also introduced the Commodore 364, which was the 264 featuring separate numeric keypad and built-in voice synthesizer. And during that time in 1983, the company sold a record-breaking $1 billion worth of computers. 1992, AT&T releases its first video telephone. Price of that was $1,499. 1997, at Macworld, Apple Computer introduced the 500 MHz Macintosh that used Exponential Technology Processor. It was uh, Apple was a major investor in the ETP, I'm sorry, ETP processor manufacturer, which had emerged from obscurity in the last two years. Also at Macworld, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak appear before the press together for the first time since 1984. They announced Apple's plans to release an operating system codenamed Rhapsody. It would uh, happen the, ne- the following year. Also in 1997, Microsoft forms the Macintosh Business Unit. The National Center for Supercomputing Applications, or NCSA, 
officially discontinues de development and support of the Mosaic web browser. And Yahoo launches Yahoo Chat. 1998, Amazon.com suffers technical problems, which shuts the website down from uh, since uh, 10 o'clock in the morning uh, for about eight hours. Now this word from our friends over at Carbonite who want to help you pursue your passion. January is a month to reflect on what you did the previous year and also plan what you're going to do in the next. One thing you might want to put on that resolution list is to back up your data. And Carbonite is here to help with that. Founded in 2005, Carbonite backs up over 300 billion files to their secure servers. From photos of your newborn to important videos of the family and friends, not to mention those years of scanned documents you've been spending days digitizing. All of it gets stored in their secure cloud, so you're protected from fire, theft, and other acts, but also able to pull it down on your iPad to show those cute pictures to friends and family. Your data is secure and encrypted, and if you're a small business in the healthcare market, Carbonite can help since they are also HIPAA compliant. It's your life backed up for $59.95 a year, a small investment in important files. For more information, you got to check out geekazine.com forward slash carbon free. That's geekazine.com forward slash carbon free. Back up now, back up often, back up offsite with Carbonite. Now let's get back into your day in tech history. Over in 2002, Adobe Systems releases version 2 of Adobe Live Motion for Windows. Also, AMD releases the 1.66 GHz Athlon XP 2000 Plus processor for $339. Apple Computer releases the redesigned iMac, which featured a 15-inch LCD flat screen mounted on a pivoting arm, 700 or 800 MHz PowerPC G4 processor, and the Apple's SuperDrive, $1,299 all the way up to $1,799, depending on which model you got. And also in 2002, Intel introduces the 2 GHz and 2.2 GHz Pentium 4 processors. They featured an 8KB Level 1 data cache, 12KB Level 1 instruction cache, 512KB Level 2 cache, 400 MHz system bus, and two pipelined FPUs. It was a hyper-threaded processor with MMX, SSE, and SSE2 instruction, and it was codenamed Northwood. The price was from $364 to $562. 2003 at Macworld, Apple Computer introduces iLife application suite. It included iDVD, iMovie, iPhoto, and iTunes. It would cost uh, the $49 for iLife or $99 with Keynote. And Keynote is the presentation software that comes with it. Also in 2003, Microsoft releases Windows Media Player 9 for Windows. It featured video smoothing technology. 2005, the Business Software Alliance, or BSA, releases a white paper outlining a series of legislative proposals that would make it easier to pro prosecute copyright infringement. Prosecute copyright infringers. In the BSA, it claims that the recent court decisions represent an impediment to effective enforcement of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. In 2007, 
Sesman Stefanik releases version 3.2.0 of the KVLRC, or IR, I'm sorry, KVIRC IRC client for Mac OS X and Windows. And in 2009, Sun acquires QLayer, which is an automation process for cloud computing. Zuckerberg announces that Facebook hit 150 million users on their popular social network. And OLPC cuts their workforce in half while dropping other salaries just to keep jobs alive. And that's your day in tech history. My name is Jeffrey Powers, www.dayintechhistory.com. All the show notes are over at wikazine.com, Wikazine's wiki. And, of course, you can like the Facebook page and follow Twitter at Day in Tech Hist. Until tomorrow, take care. Day in Tech History is copyright 2015, JMP Enterprise, and geekazine.com.